Jesus Christ is king. I get to do that. And uh, I remember one time starting a revival. Uh, I graduated high school and started working at Rosarita Mexican Foods. Maybe you have bought the refried beans in the store in the end. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But we manufactured in can and cooked them in can in there. And a lot of Hispanic guys, this is Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. So we had a lot of people from Mexico there. There was a whole lot of Hispanic guys in there. And I remember one time I had this, this magnificent experience. I won't call it magnificent. I ended up on top of a uh, about five foot tall, about 85 pound, little wisp of a 15 year old girl who'd been playing with the devil in her life and her soul. And she got possessed by a bunch of them. And, uh, and I watched her, the, the, uh, the, the pastor who had brought a group of men in, these were men that were my size, four of them. I watched them. One had one leg over here on top of it, another had another leg on top of it, another had an arm. Each of them were on top of her limbs holding her down. And I watched as the voice came out of her, I'm going to kill all of you. You're out of here. And I watched her pick all four come up in the air like this. She was a little, little tiny, skinny, little toothpick of a girl. She's picking them up in the air and there. Their eyes are like this. Oh no, oh no, what, what am I going to do? I watched this happen. And it was amazing to, to, to see all this. And I ended up holding her down on the floor, looking in her face. And this strange, masculine voice coming out of her mouth, and fire and ugly stuff in her eyes. I'm going to kill you. You don't have any power. Wait, who do you think you are? I know. I know Jesus. I was a little shaken about that. Part. I know Jesus. And I have a hold of those. And I saw this with my own eyes for three hours. It shook me up so bad. I didn't get to sleep that night. I didn't have to go to work. And I go to work and I'm still shook up about this. But I'm praying to the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, help me clean me up. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. And I had never done this before, but there was one of the young Mexican men that worked with me. Had come, I was in an area kind of by myself at that time. And he comes up to me and starts talking to me. And I start saying, hey, uh, uh, Andre, Andre, you know something? You know what happened to me last night? No, boy, what happened to you, man? I mean, you know what happened? I said, well, man, I, there, there was there was this little girl, teenage girl, and, uh, and I saw her, these demons, the devil was in her, and I saw her pick four big men, bigger than both of us, up in the air, and they got really scared. They had to have their diapers changed after that, I think, you know. They got really scared by this deal, and shook up and all that, and they, they moved away, and I ended up sitting on top of her, and she with these voices coming out of her. Male voices. I'm going to kill you. I hate you so much. You think you have power. I, I was sharing with him that. And he had, the whole time his eyes were getting big and starting to shake. <laughs> and before it was over, I could see some tears escape from his eyes. And you know, before that was over, Andre received Jesus. So, <coughs> this was a place that was really heathenized. It was really, really heathenized. When Andre received Jesus, Andre, who was real excited, he went off and said something to some of the Hispanic guys in the laboring line in there in the other building. And I go over there and start to say something to some of them, and their tears start coming down their eyes. And they start praising God in Spanish. And we had a revival. We turned the river of the glory of God. 
Does the Lord saying this on the, the board in front? I set before you death and life, blessing and cursing, and I've told you, and many others, I said choose life, that you and your seed, your children, may live, says the Lord. I've done this, I've commanded this, so again I say to you, choose life. Choose the things I placed in front of you. Choose the things of my spirit, says the Lord. And I will raise you up and make you victorious. And I will cause you to overcome because it is by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony that you do overcome. Know this and know that I've made everything so that you become victorious. I always give you the victory through my only begotten Son. I always grant it unto you, says the Lord. So know that as you walk in my light, and you walk within my house, and walk in fellowship with me, know that I have raised you up and given you complete victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm not going to worry about the time, but I'm just looking because I do hear feedback. <laughs> so, so praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lamb of God. Understand that this was this was actually the verse that was coming to me. See it over here a minute ago because things were kind of whirling around. That happens sometimes when the Spirit of God will start speaking to you. And a verse had come up to me, Second Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse fourteen. It's actually one of my favorite verses. If you have your Bible, would you please get that out? Would you please open that up to Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen? Get a hold of that one, say amen. I'm going to read King James to you real quickly. How many of you all use King James in your regular church? Anybody here? I use New Living now. That's what I read out of and study out of. But the King James was my favorite because, not because it was the Apostle Paul's translation, it wasn't, okay? <laughs> I've people say that before. The apostle, it's good enough for the apostle, Paul, it's good enough for me. I've heard people say that. That's not the truth. That was that was a translation done by committee in, in the 1600s, in the early 1600s, ordered by King James of England. That's all it was. It was a beautifully poetic version of the word. I love the poetic poem. <coughs> they did it by committee, and some of the translation is a little bit lacking for you to get the real understanding of it. But this is beautiful. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 in the, the King James. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy, Holy Ghost be with all of you. That word communion, anybody ever studied that out to what the word was in your Koine language, original language? It was the word koinonia. You ever heard that word koinonia? K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A, koinonia. Communion, it meant a 
Now, what, what's, what's your Bible say about that? My people are destroyed. What? How? Why? For a lack of knowledge. And it says in another place in the same book, I believe in Daniel, the people that know their God shall be strong and do mighty exploits. You want to be victorious in the Christian life? What do you do? Know God. How do you know God? Friendship with Him, with the Holy Spirit. Invitation, talking with Him. How do we do that on a day-to-day basis? Ephesians 5 says, it says this, don't be drunk with wine. And, uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't categorically, dogmatically say that God said never allow alcohol in your mouth. Because it doesn't say that. It says don't be stupidly drunk. That's basically what it says. Don't get drunk. But here, I, I bring that even further. Why do we even need that stuff? We have decent enough water today. Back then they say, well, their water was so bad, so the alcohol was a, a poison. They killed the poisons and stuff like that, you know. And it's something to drink, you know. Well, maybe back then, but today, we don't have that problem. We don't need the stuff. We don't need the poison in our body. And it literally is, did you know that food grade alcohol, it will kill something, one ounce kills something like 7 million brain cells on contact. Did y'all know that? These are actual medical facts I'm quoting to you. Yep, it kills brain cells. So why, I, I, I say, why put that stuff in your body? Why, why be dumb and kill your brain off? We, we have enough problems with our brains already, don't we? That's sometimes, right? Why kill it more? So that's why I say about that. I say, uh, don't they said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled, instead of alcohol and wine, be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. Sticking yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5.18, you take notes. Ephesians 5.18. So it says that that's how we live victorious and that's how we overcome. We set our hearts, we make that decision like God said, we choose life, right? We choose life. We decide we're going to follow the things of the Spirit. We're going to press into the things of the Spirit. How? With our mouth. With our eyes. With our eye gate. With our ear gate. With our ear gate. We are still, I have been so physically knocked out of things lately. I've been telling Jeff, oh, I need to get that, that, that blood thing going. I need to get the Bible school, the school of the Bible. We have courses already written up and stuff, but get them down, get them down and start filming and all that. It's been, it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs> when you have the chance to choose instead of the edge of night or, or when they've got some of these soap opera type stuff on the police stuff now on TV and stuff, instead of that, pick the word. Choose to hear, listen to the word of God, Jeremiah. Put the word first. That's a big thing where the Copeland likes to say. Put the word first. Put the word above everything else. Put that first place. So the eye gate, the ear gate, hearing the word, what happens when we hear the word? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, have the word of our testimony. The word comes by faith. We have faith that we speak out, right? The word of our testimony. That's how we overcome. That's how we swim against. Uh, I learned that I had Kenneth E. Hagen, who kind of majored in that area a lot of the time, and taught him faith. Uh, I had him share with us back in the early 80s about how he talked about how he walked the walk all those years, and some fantastic testimonies he shared. 
But he said, I, I just did the word. Mark 11, 23. Remember that's like his people call that Hagen 11, 23. I've heard, heard it said around the world. Oh yeah, turn to Hagen 11, 23 and 24. Because he spoke so much on that about faith. Well, it says there that if you will uh, if you'll say to this mountain, remember what it said? If you shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in your heart, but will believe that what you say will come to pass, you'll have what you say. That's the law of faith. Jesus said That's what we do. We walk in faith. Jeremiah, we learn to walk in faith. Where does faith come? Hearing, hearing by. And if you hear it enough, guess what happens? It gets planted inside here. And what happens when it gets planted? You plant a seed, what's going to happen to it? If it's in soil, what's going to happen to it? it, it yeah, it's supposed to grow, right? That's kind of the law of nature, right? It's supposed to grow, right? Seed time and harvest, God call it. So you plant a seed, what's it doing? It's going to grow. And if it grows and you take care of it, if you care for it, you feed it water, etc., what's going to happen? You, you, you can pluck the, you can pluck the shallots and get away, right? Or if it's a tomato, my, one of my favorite of all things, the tomato, what happens? It gets big and red and juicy up there. And you, you look at that thing, you go, mm, 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 I can just taste you on my hamburger. Mm, mm, oh, I can taste you in my salad. Mm, with red, white, rice wine vinegar and olive oil and a little salt and pepper on in my salad. Oh, I'm tasting you on the way to There's a harvest, right? Something's coming out of that seed. That's how the kingdom works. Plant seed and harvest it. Grow. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of testimony. You know, one of the things that I've learned to do, one of the things that I'll taste and some stuff, is to say, all right, in the name of Jesus, I hold the blood of the Lamb against you right now. I refuse to allow you to happen. I'm holding the blood of the Lamb against you. You get out of my way, mountain. You get out of my way, you do the the last, the last, I was in the hospital at the end of February with this thing right here. This boot's actually a good thing they're doing skin grafts, keeping, keeping the, the weight off the graft is what they're doing. But they found, I went in for a checkup, and the nurse opens up the dressing and goes, oh my goodness, and she calls the big nurse in, and that nurse says, oh no, you're infected and you're septic, you're, you're not going, do not pass go, do not collect your dollars, go directly to the hospital. Well, I can write to the hospital. And they went in there. And you know what happened? I was in there. I've been through this before. And I'm saying, Lord, Father God, I need victory. They're talking like, you know, I'm infected again. And they'll be talking about that things off again. I need victory. Father God, I need your wisdom. Because I've grown up in you. I've been through this now. I've grown up in you. I need your victory. Show me where the victory is. And he says, son, you've already done it. You've done it and do it again. Do what? He said, What's your verse, son? What is your verse? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus, I speak to infection in my body in this foot. I'm speaking to you right now. Mountain of infection. <coughs> you be removed and be cast into the sea of forgetfulness. I refuse to allow you in my body any longer. You go. And then I went on, I went had dinner, praise God stuff. Talk a word a little bit, and you know what? At the end of five days, they had to talk about we may have to put, we may have to do some surgery, we have to do this and that. At the end of five days, this doctor comes in there, and he's infectious now. He's, he's going to check me out. He says, "Oh yeah, yeah." We, oh, by the way, your results came back, 
and there is no infection at all in your body anywhere. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, those, those are, that's how we overcome. We take, we stand on this word. No matter what. Why is that? Because this word, Jesus said, thy word is what? Remember? And that's true. David said that. But Jesus said in John 17, thy word is truth. That doctor was saying, the facts say, that the test we took, biopsy, it says you've got infection. And things don't look good down there. It says you might be septic. It doesn't look good. That's what the facts say. But the truth says, remember what the truth says? 1 Peter 2, 24, who is on self, Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live to righteousness, by whose stripes ye were I mean, you remember English class, fourth grade English? What tense is the word work? They have different tenses of things. What's the tense of work? It's past. It means it happened already. You see, the word is past tense. It's past tense. We grab the word. We apply that word. We speak that word. What happens? It becomes the truth, the present tense. It's here now. And so he said he was kind of half mad. He stopped it. He said, yeah, your results came back. And I hope. Well, there's not any infection anywhere in your body. I guess you can go home. Hallelujah. I'm sitting there going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He's like, and stomped out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We got off on it. Jeremiah, you know what? You're inspiring, brother. <laughs> You're inspiring. Thank you for asking that question. Because we had something else. We'll just continue this in June about resurrection. The same spirit, because that's when the spirit of God was poured out. The so-called day of Pentecost, if you remember that. Acts chapter 2. I want y'all to stay in the book of Acts with you the month of May. Pastor Go will have, I'm not, she hasn't told me where she's going in the Word, okay? But she may have something completely different than what we've talked about. But we're going to continue with this. We haven't forgotten about becoming a true worshiper. That's our thing. That's how we worship. We worship in spirit and truth and the Holy Spirit, right? We've got all that going. So we're going to continue with this talk about the pouring, now pouring of the Spirit of God, how the people were worshiping God in all the languages. And, and the people around Jerusalem were kind of freaked out about that. Why, why do we hear these hillbillies from Galilee speaking French? And why are they speaking Russian over there? Well, hey, it was the pouring of the Spirit, now pouring of the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God released, moved into humanity. And release the gifts of the Spirit. Let's talk about the gifts. Anybody ever studied the gifts of the Spirit? We can talk about the gifts of the Spirit. Manifestations of God's Spirit in our lives. Amen. That actually is exciting to me. How about y'all? I love the Spirit of God manifest to speak. Amen. And that's that's the way that we overcome. Allow Him to work through us and in us and speak to us and through us. How? Through His Word. That's it. That's the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world. It says even our faith. First John 5. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith is all these things together. The Word written here. The Spirit of God moving in here. The Spirit of God moving on that Word. Making it our truth. And we're victorious. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can get excited about that. Hallelujah. I don't want to stay chosen, frozen. Hallelujah. I want to be excited on fire 
for the Lord. Hallelujah. Setting this land on fire for Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Set a fire down in my soul. I can't contain. I can't control. Because I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God, for your word. Praise you for the manifestation of your spirit. Praise you for the edification of the spirit of God through your word. And thank you, Father God, that the people will go 